This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. We are so thrilled to be joined right now by our career CV expert, Lindley Soper, who is on the phone now. Welcome to the show, Lindley. It's Mario. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. And Dave is also with us here. Um, you work in the University of Otago Careers Advice Centre? Is it a centre? Yes, Career Development Centre. I'm a career advisor here, part of the team. Epic, epic. I imagine around this time of year it must get pretty busy with students wrapping up their studies and uh, sort of deciding what they're going to do next and how to prepare for that. Kind of crunch time. Yeah, it is. um, There's peak times through the year, I guess. A lot of people have kind of been working on it for a while, but, yeah, there's some pretty serious questions and concerns coming in at the moment. What are some of the uh, biggest questions and concerns Mm. you're getting right now or you see coming up uh, regularly? Well, it, yeah, it kind of does depend across the time of the year, but at the moment, actually, we're uh, seeing a lot of health science first-year students who've got big questions about, um, you know, what they're going to do going forward, um, and then quite a lot of surveys and cover letters, and applica- uh, we do quite a lot of interview coaching, you know, people mm. who are doing, um, uh, getting ready for jobs, summer jobs, or their, or grad jobs for next year. Mm-hmm. That a lot of those big questions, um, especially if the year hasn't gone well, <laughs> and that you know people are really rethinking a new, a new direction uh, is necessary. Yeah. What um what I mean I think when I was a student and probably mm-hmm. still now actually CVs were such a, a an elephant. You know I never yeah. knew like uh, you know what do I include, what don't mm-hmm. I include, mm-hmm. what. Uh, We've got a few, I mean, we had a few, we were talking about this yesterday, like, should you have a photo on a CV? Yeah, this is a tricky one. I've heard very much both sides of it, writing strongly. What's your opinion? Um, actually, photos are disappearing off CVs. Um, so usually we say no. Um, and that's because when someone looks at your photo, they bring all their subconscious bias, all their life experience, and they kind of make all these impressions about you. And they haven't even read your information. Mm. So if you don't put a photo on, they've got to look at, at what you actually tell them on your CV, which is what you want them to be doing. So, mm-hmm. And it takes up space. Yeah. Right. You know, so um, we it, it, see less and less and less photos. Not very often we see a photo on a CV now. The only time it can be really helpful is if you're wanting to remind the employer of who you are, perhaps. So maybe yeah. if you've done an internship or some summer work, with a company in the past and you kind of want to jog their memory a little bit Um, but otherwise if you do a good job with your information it's not at all necessary okay that's really helpful it's good to know yeah Yeah. I have one of mine we actually yeah we shared a moment just then because I was in the camp of you don't need one (laughs) yeah Yeah, no I would never put one on without a really good reason having said that we're really pushing LinkedIn now because it's a big part of the professional space and of course, the first thing we say with LinkedIn is make sure that you've got a photo on your profile, otherwise True. you're anonymous. So, yeah. you know. No, that's, that's good. Because uh, I, I, <laughs> I think I don't have a very good CV at the moment because I applied for 54 jobs last year and got one interview. Oh, you need but, to come and see us then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I was always struggling with what information to include. Like, yeah. I was putting on, like, I had that, I was, you know weird flicks but I was head boy in 2013 and I, I was kind of like is that relevant like how do you draw the line with what information is relevant and what information isn't relevant should I be including that I was captain of the Tiddlywinks team in 2011 
Well, it depends who you're applying uh, to, you know. If it's a gaming company and um, they're making an electronic version of Tiddlywinks, that could be relevant. <laughs> hey, that's that's a good point. Um, you know, I mean, it's really about the, um, the employer. I think, you know, you talk about being head boy X number of years ago. What that shows an employer is that your leadership skills were mm. actually evident and under development from quite early. So, you know, as long as you've been doing some stuff at uni to continue to grow that, that that gives quite a positive message. So I think it's always about what the employer wants, and yeah. we often forget that. We think, this is my CV, here's my info. You, you figure out what you want from it. But what we want to do, actually, is what does the employer want? What is the job? What are we applying yeah. for? What do they need to know about us? And that's your guiding kind of okay. rule, really. That's mm. helpful. That's very helpful. How long do you think like a good CV should be? Because I am very firmly of, I have one page and I put all of my headlines on there and I do a little personal statement and then I call it a day. I don't do anything more than that. Uh, what would you say is the way to go about it? Uh, I could find that a little frustrating um, if I wanted to know more, but if you had a really good LinkedIn profile and you'd given me the link, then I could you know, go and find more. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we say one to two, so okay. very rarely over two pages, um, unless you're doing something like, you know, if you're post-grad and looking for an academic role mm. or teaching or something like that. Um, so one to two, but if the employer asks for a one-page CV, then that's what you give them. Um, one page is quite hard because you haven't got a lot of space, so you've got to be very clear about, out of everything that you have to offer, what mm. what do you actually choose to present? And I guess if you've got a photo on that one-page CV as well, is sorry. So another thing that I guess people. I feel like, and I, we're kind of doing this in this interview too, but you focus on the CV a lot, but um, when you get to that uh, uh, interview stage, it can be a bit daunting because mm. I know it always put a lot less thought into the interview stage. So what are some common preparation techniques that you give uh, people when they come and see you, Lindley? Oh, look, I really love interview coaching because I think there's some basic stuff. If you know this, you totally transform your interview and you mm. go in you know how nervous we are and yeah. if you've done the prep and you can go in and you're confident that you've done everything you possibly can you'll just interview better because you're more confident um, mm-hmm. but I think that um, the first thing is obviously to, to really research the company and the role and think about what they're actually looking for what they're asking for so if you've got look at your ad or look at your job description mm. they're actually telling you what they want everything yeah. you need to know is there so it's about going through that with a fine-tooth comb and preparing um, everything that you can say. So people are always saying to us, you know, students are saying, I hate that tell-me-about-yourself question. Yeah. Um, it's harder. You've probably done that at yeah. some point. <laughs> and, um, but we know 90, 90% of interviews, you're going to get that question, so why not prepare for it? And why not go in and kind of do it on your terms and know what you want to say and say it yeah. well? Um, and the other thing I think that's really big to distill it right down is a, recruiters and employers are, use the behavioural questions a lot. So you'll often hear, they'll even tell you it's going to be a behavioural question-based interview. And that's the questions when they ask, um, tell me about a time when you've done such and such, or can you give me an example of when you've done this? And if you get asked in the heat of the moment, 
you can't think of anything because you're so nervous. And then you walk yeah. out the door and you go, oh my gosh, why didn't I tell them about that? That would have been an amazing story. So if you're preparing for those questions and answering them in it's a very specific format they want the answers in, that's often the biggest part of the interview. Mm. And if you can get that nailed beforehand, mm. mm-hmm. it makes an enormous difference. That's really helpful. That's really helpful. And I think you... Sorry, no. Hannah, please. Oh, you, you, you go, Dave. That's I was right. just going to say, like, because I, so I, I would make it up when I didn't know. Oh. You know think of a time that you oh. faced adversity in my head, like, this oh, is I'm where we differ. Making up the answer right in my head now, you know, like, they'll, yeah. know, they'll see yeah. right through that, I imagine. Yeah. I know, and I'm, you know, I would be just, I would just walk out the door and go, oh my gosh, that was rubbish. Why didn't I tell him something better? But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not good at thinking in the heat of the moment. So <laughs> preparation is key. Absolutely. Preparation yeah. is key. That probably sums it up. Yeah, and I, it's really I, rewarding. I mean, we've got heaps of resources. We've even got a tool, you know, because a lot of interviews are Zoom these days. You can actually practice through our interview 360 tool in the privacy of your own room and oh with your laptop God. before you assume yeah, interview. Um, so there's lots and lots that you can do. Awesome. I have a question about attire. Um, I have a nose piercing and I wear a nose ring and my dad has told me that I will not get a job um, <laughs> with it and that it is, you know, problematic for my career. What is your take on this? Should you dress professionally? Is there an expectation or is it kind of job dependent? I think it's job dependent and I often think dress for the job. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going into applying for a job as a, a graduate program role, perhaps with a, with a more traditional um, professional corporate role as opposed to applying for um, maybe an IT job with quite a, quite a young startup company as opposed to a surveying job or you're going you're looking at a job in agriculture you know the the dress code is is different and what you wear says a lot about you when you walk in the room really Mm. um so i kind of think dress as if you're already in the role but maybe up 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 one notch kind of thing Mm. okay okay that's helpful um yeah the, the piercing i mean it depends I think it depends what you're applying for. It's not going to make a difference if you're applying for a job as a radio host. Yeah, got a face for radio. Yeah, <laughs> but it might make a difference in, a, in another kind of role, for example, that was perhaps a little bit more conservative or mm-hmm. something. I feel a little called out because I feel like every like bit of advice that you've hit on, like, I have not done at all. Um, now, with writing a CV or with, in an interview, I, I feel like New Zealanders in particular... No one likes talking mm. themselves up. No one likes... Yeah, this was one of the questions we got through, actually. Like, how do you nail that tone of being confident but not sounding like an asshole? Yeah, how in do your you abilities? comfortably well, get comfortable with not flexing but just being, I'm great at this? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, I always, when I'm looking at CVs, I always pull it up when people say, I would be your ideal candidate because... How can you say that? You know, if you're applying a job for a job at my company, I will know who my <laughs> ideal candidate is. So I always think you, you might believe that and you could say, um, I believe I have a strong set of skills or I believe I have a lot to offer or, mm. you know, something like that rather than okay. that yeah. I'm telling. Um, in an interview, you actually have to be able to talk about yourself um, in a professional way. I mean, people want to work with you. They might want to send you out to work with their clients. So even how you interview is 
um, ex- an example or evidence of how you communicate with people. So you're kind of in that professional space, and that's where those behavioural type questions, when you're telling mm. people a story, if you like, about a time when you've done something, you're just telling them what happened. So you're not having to give an opinion about yourself and how great you are or aren't. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Is that yeah, no, that's, no, I think that's that is, absolutely. I think that yeah. it's still just a personal, but also professional. I think is the other element that it isn't just a bragging yeah. thing with your friends. Like there yeah. is a display of skills that they're asking for, and then you just kind of it's your role to tell them what you've got. I guess absolutely. And and just to be able to talk it through, if they can have in an interview, if you can have a professional conversation with somebody, and we've had employers on campus say this, you know, we want to send these graduates out to talk to our clients. Mm-hmm. So we need to know that we can talk to them as a professional. Mm. Um, the one thing I would avoid doing, particularly in a CV, this is a yes. big, a big oh, bug your mind. I bet, I bet this is on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what, what was the what was the the thing again? Oh, uh, the list of bullet point skills. Oh. oh, you know, because what does that tell me? Nothing. It just tells me you know I how to write a list of bullet that. point skills. Oh, damn it. I'm going to send you my... I'm going to come in and we'll yeah, work we on my CV. <laughs> yeah, Oh, no. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this has been so helpful for both Hannah and I, yeah. and I'm sure it's super, super helpful for all the listeners too. So thank you so much, Lindley. Uh, my pleasure. Okay, ka kite. Ka Oh, man. I got absolutely slammed. Yeah. That was good though. That was really said, helpful. I just said good night as well in Tereo, so that's uh, oh, my bad. Good night. My apologies. But um, that, what what a, that was so helpful. Yeah, I feel so called I out. Definitely been doing. I have a one page thing with it with my photo on it and a little bullet point list that I thought was really succinct. But um, hey, revisions will be yeah. made. Also, apparently LinkedIn's like a professional. Yeah. Place. Okay, Dave, do you want to tell us a little bit about your LinkedIn? I think LinkedIn is such a wanky form of social media because it's all it is is professionals mm, bragging well like yo pros bragging <sighs> yeah. or, or weirdly right wing leaning people like having anti-government statements right you know it's like it's so it's, it's so so weird, weird. and also it's just like who, who cares like not who asks I don't and then I don't know I find it so frustrating so I have my LinkedIn is not my real name. It's Davis Barry, MSc, and my graduation photo. I didn't graduate from my masters, like because of COVID. So it's just a photo of me oh, in a right. Garfield dressing gown with a fake. Like that was like my graduation day oh. outside of the clock tower, and it's a little bit on an angle because everyone's got these beautiful headshots of them in like a corporate setting. Yeah, and mine's just like a little bit. And I just I love just posting shit posting yeah, on LinkedIn. Yeah, you do, you do, you absolutely. It gives me so much anxiety because I just know that that's not the space for it, and I'm just so worried in my heart of hearts that I'm just never gonna find a job. And then you have. Dave is Barry out here, absolutely spamming <laughs> LinkedIn. I'm so afraid to be connected with you. And it's so funny because, like, and if you didn't know this, here's a tip. On LinkedIn, if you like, oh. like, no matter how, like, it, it'll, <laughs> LinkedIn, Facebook used to do this where you like something. Be like, yeah. Uh, Hannah Williams commented does. on this. Dave yeah. Barry likes this. On, oh. Because no one posts I on LinkedIn. do not touch your it's, posts. It's like. I will never like your so, posts. Oh my goodness. I don't want to be... Who did we interview? 
Lily well, Soper. She viewed my profile last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, so CJ. that's another thing. You can see who like views your profile oh, now. No, um, yeah. That's so funny. LinkedIn's a I just thing. love posts like t- I made a post. Tax is good, but it kind of sucks. And I think that's a banger of a post. But you'll get like four likes on it, <laughs> which is no so funny because no one it. wants. Inter- if, even if they like smell that post, it's going to show up. For on all their of their connections. It's yeah. so funny. God, no. Alrighty. Well, that was Ask an Expert. Yeah, that was great. Our first segment of Ask an Expert. So if you've got any questions, um, well, we'll be doing some other topics later later on during the during the month. God, my brain stopped. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.